Joining us for further analysis on what's playing itself out in that market scene is Jacques Pretorius from Sinai Security. Jacques, always a pleasure and a good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. All right, Jock. Uh, last week was a quiet week, and this week is literally the absolute opposite. Uh, let's touch on maybe uh, what we're seeing in a trade so far and what will be driving a market participants this week. Okay, well, we obviously saw out of the Far East this morning early markets were down, recovering quite nicely. Um, I think all eyes on the uh, inflation in America tomorrow out. There's quite a wide dispersion right of forecast at the moment. You see that Reuters poll is looking at about 4.1% year on year. And I've seen figures as low as 3.3. So I think it's going to depend a lot on uh, what's going to happen for the rest of the week. I think at a 4.1 times, the risk of another rate increase before year, year end uh, increases again. But at the low end of that right, I think the market could have a, quite a nice run. Um, yeah, so Paul is obviously talking. He, he doesn't want to play his hand before he doesn't see the see the sees the figures. Uh, so he's he's a bit conservative at this point. I'm still hoping, right, that we see decent in, inflation figures. Let's call it below the 3.8 year-on-year uh, -year figures next tomorrow, which I think should support the market. And Jacques, I must also ask you. Uh, I think we're. Having a bit of an okay, got you there. Uh, Jacques, can you also get your thoughts on what we're seeing here with Moody's? Investor services have come out to uh, lower their ratings outlook for the United States. And the, the conversation again is back, and we knew it would be back, the issue of a federal government shutdown in the U.S. Are markets at all concerned about this, or is this another uh, one of those uh, political conversations that will be, uh, you know, tight and eventually we'll see a resolution? Yeah, I, I think you know there, there could be a bit of pressure uh, on that uh, as it as it lead, uh, leads up to uh, the final decision. But I don't think the Americans will actually um, go ahead with something like that. So I think you know I think they'll find a resolve at the end of the day, and it will support the markets once again. Um, you know, but it's just funny every time that uh, we see a bit of crisis, the dollar strengthens a bit. Um, um, they, they're really holding the market to ransom at the moment. I hope they get a resolve and uh, we can see markets of the rest of the world at least right start picking up again. I still believe, right, that we see we are going to see a bit of a year-end rally. We've seen a bit of a move in the last two weeks. It's pulled back slightly, uh, consolidating a bit, but I think we're going higher before year-end. And we are also anticipating quite a bit of a retail earnings coming out of that part of the world, Home Depot, uh, Target, Macy's, Walmart. Any expectations there on what it might tell us about the state of the American economy? Yeah, I think the American economy is surprisingly strong and it's holding up very, very nice. Um, you know, I think a lot of players in the market, including myself at some point, thought that we'd, we'd see weakness in their market. I'm certainly... Uh, thinking that at some point we are going to see a, a, a pullback uh, in that U.S. economy, perhaps in the second quarter of next year. Um, not sure at this point if they're going into recession yet, but certainly figures everything pointing to a robust economy and it's holding up quite nicely. And then bringing it back here at home, it's a big one for companies, maybe starting with Vodacom, the biggest one uh, coming out of today. Uh, uh, you know, what stood out for me here, Jacques, was really the impact of Egypt. Uh, you know, whether you strip Egypt uh, out or you, you keep it in, there's quite a huge, uh, you know, distortion there. Just talk to us about what stood out for you here. Yes, yeah, so I think, uh, including um, obviously uh, Egypt, the figures look very good. You strip it out. Uh, not so fantastic. I think it's behind market expectations, and we're obviously seeing that in the share price action on the day. 
Um, but still, you know, you, you read through the figures, it's impressive, right, that they've got 73 million customers in the financial um, conserve space. You know, they've got a total, if you add in 100% of uh, Safaricom, they've got 103 million clients. So it's a really a big, huge business. Um, I don't think the share price is ex- extremely expensively priced at uh, 90, 10 times uh, earnings. So I think it's solid. Um, yeah, uh, I'll probably not run out and buy it at this point, but I think it's a, a solid hold at this point. Also keen uh, to get your thoughts on what we are seeing uh, coming out of Altron. Of course, they've got two businesses that they're holding uh, for sale. Uh, also, if you strip that out and if you uh, put that in, it's also a bit of a tale of two cities, isn't it? Yes, I think they probably made the right decision to, to get rid of those businesses and focusing on some of the other businesses. If you look at their core other businesses done well, you know, in, and, and it's also reflected back in the share price again. So I think uh, they've made good decisions by selling some of those businesses. Another interesting one is Raubix, I must say, uh, in a time when a lot of our construction companies just aren't, uh, you know, showing some positivity. Raubix seems to be holding up a pretty strong, uh, what do you make of this? And also their ability to have responded to, I guess, uh, a call for diversification very quickly. Yes, and yeah, obviously they are more focused on road building infrastructure. Um, I think if you look at the, the top line revenue figure, right, they were more or less in line with more, what the market was expected. Perhaps slightly behind, right, on earnings expectations and on dividends, but it wasn't a, a train smash. The, sh- the share price is very, very cheaply priced. They've got decent cash flows and not a lot of debt on the balance sheet. So I think, you know, it's one of those uh, stocks that you can actually comfortably hold in your portfolio. Um, I think it's going to go up over time. It's trading in a sort of a consolidated band at the moment. I think if it can get above the 29 rand level, we'll see uh, previous highs of in the 40 rand uh, like we saw in March uh, last year um, in, the, in the near future. Also, again, to get your thoughts on Premier Foods, uh, of course, uh, this I think is the first set of interims uh, that we see coming uh, from the company, Jacques. Revenue up a 7%, and uh, it looks like also their balance sheet faring quite well. Uh, I'm wondering, uh, from your perspective, uh, they say they could be on the hunt for acquisitions should they present themselves. What could those acquisitions look like? Look, I'm not sure which mm. ones, you know, um, uh, what comes to mind. Uh, mm. Perhaps some of the previous companies that uh, was delisted a few years ago, that might be on, on their target. Um, obviously, solid 7% growth. I think it's a fair reflection, right, of our economy. It's not firing at the moment, but it's holding its own. Uh, and as you say, yeah, the balance sheet's really reasonably stable, um, so they probably can afford to do some acquisitions. We'll be watching that one very closely. I think it's always great to see companies uh, come back on uh, the JSE. Uh, what we also are expecting coming out of South Africa this week, uh, Jacques, is a quarterly labor force survey numbers. I'm wondering if you have any expectations of that. Do markets look at this unemployment data and does it move the needle at all? Look, I don't think it's as uh, prevalent uh, in the news as in America. And, and, you know, if you see the American figures come out, it has a quite an impact, right, on, on markets. I don't think South Africa to the same extent, right, these figures are as important as, as what you see in the U.S. Yeah, we'll be watching that one, I guess, from a, a macro's perspective overall. Jacques, I'm keen to get uh, your stock pick uh, in a bit, but first let's reflect on some counters that have found favour with your industry peers. It's Deutsche Telekom. Um, 
the sort of name says it. It's a telecommunications company, but don't let the name fool you because half their business is centered in the USA where they've just made made a huge acquisition of the Sprint network. So as with all telecoms companies, one has to take a look at um, how competitive they are. They are number one or number two in most of the markets that they compete in. And specifically the acquisition of Sprint in the US have changed their earnings profile to a very large extent as they roll out um, very high networks. So they don't have the problem or really have the problem of legacy old network. They can roll out new network that take advantage of um, the need for high broadband speeds, 5G. So they so they will be able to capture that market um, far more quickly. They've got the money to fund it. Um, so that's the investment case for Deutsche. I'm going to go for Anglovar Industries AVI. Okay. Very similar to Rhodes Food Group. They actually were able to put price increases through the market. You know, in the toughest times, people still buy their product. They love their snacks and their biscuits and their tea and all of these things. So <clears throat> even though their turnover growth wasn't that great, they've they actually got a margin increase. So their product range, their, their offering to consumers, they must be one of the strongest in the country because they're the only guys that could actually, in these tough times, push through prices and the consumer still pays those higher prices. So they cover their cost escalations. They don't have to wait to recoup it. They don't take margin pressure. It's also have quite, it's probably the lowest rating I've seen on the share in many a long time. I mean, and it looks extremely good value. And Standard Bank is just cheap, like all the banks. Like, in fact, to be honest, all the South African shares are just cheap. Hi, Jalkin, to get your thoughts on those counters, Deutsche Telekom and, or Telcom, and as well as AVI. I think Deutsche Telekom, uh, if I look at uh, the forecast growth figures uh, from analysts for the next year, you're looking at around about 12%. Trading at it between a 10 and a 12 times multiple at the moment. I think it's solid. Um, I'm not, I'm lukewarm on it. Um, I think it's solid, but I, it's not an aggressive buy in my view. I'm keen to get uh, um, AVI, yes. Okay, AVI, once again, I think it's one of those defensive counters. And as um, the previous speaker indicated, I think our whole market is cheap. You know, so we are looking attractively priced. Um, I tend to be a bit more aggressive right into, into those players that will benefit more from an interest rate uh, declining cycle. So instead of buying the food producers, I'll probably look at the retailers rather. Something like Spark to me looks like it's going to recover, and I think there's more upside potential in some of those counters as the interest rate cycle takes momentum on the down. And then, uh, Jacques, can you get which counter are you going with today? Well, I'm going to go with Spark. That's my call. Instead of going for the defensive counters, I'm going for Spark, multiple of 10, 9 to 10 times. I think that's one of the, the, the plays that's been um, under pressure right uh, throughout the the interest rate rising cycle, they've obviously been under some pressure due to the oil price. If that stabilizes and you get a bit of interest rate cuts and possibly inflation on the down, um, I think that's the one that's going to recover quite strongly. Well, Jacques, it's been a pleasure speaking to you today. Thank you so much for your time this afternoon. That was your Midday Markets Update with Jacques Petoris from Sinaio Securities.